Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Good morning, Madeline Palmer filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 7th of July. To breaking news out of the UK first, Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson is remaining defiant despite calls for him to quit after a mass exodus in his parliament. In just 24 hours, 38 MPs have resigned, citing a lack of standards in their leader. It comes after Treasurer Rushi Shanak and Health Secretary Sajid David suddenly quit yesterday amid concerns over illegal parties at the PM's residence during the pandemic lockdowns. I was personally assured at the most senior level by my right honourable friend's then team that, and I quote, There had been no parties in Downing Street and no rules were broken. I continued to give the benefit of the doubt. And now this week again, we have reason to question the truth and integrity of what we've all been told. UK voters may have to wait until next week to see if Mr Johnson will hold on to the leadership. Heading back home now, where health experts are warning it's only time before hospitals across the country are overloaded with Omicron. It comes as sub-variants BA4 and BA5 continue to make their impact. Epidemiologist Professor Adrian Esterman says they're proving more infectious than ever. It's not just cases that are going up, hospitalisations are going up and deaths are going up. State and territory governments now are at least talking about reintroducing face mask mandates, so I think that will probably be the first thing that could potentially happen if our health system gets too overloaded. While there's still no word yet on whether the fourth COVID-19 vaccine will be expanded to more Australians, the country's vaccine regulator, Atagi, met yesterday to discuss a potential rollout. Currently, only people over the age of 65, Indigenous Australians and the immunocompromised can access the jab. And it's been another busy night for crews in New South Wales as the focus of the flooding hit the Hunter and the Mid-North Coast. More than 60 flood rescues were carried out with over 70 evacuation orders impacting the state. But David Goldfinch from the SES says the wet weather is set to ease. Got a level of comfort that we've got it mostly under control at this point. Moving forward, obviously, the catchment is so saturated, there's not much capacity to take any sort of third or large rainfall. Thankfully, the weather is on the improve. 29,000 people are being given the return with caution advice where they'll head home to assess the damage, mainly around southwest Sydney. And our Foreign Minister has touched down in Bali ahead of the G20 summit with her counterparts. Penny Wong will engage in more high-level talks one day on from her Singapore visit. She says she's open to meeting with her Chinese counterpart to stabilise the relationship. If the country considers removing some trade sanctions against a variety of exports. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To WA now where hundreds of allied essential health workers and prison staff have walked off the job calling for better pay and conditions. Our Perth reporter Emma Griffiths has the details. 
Pressure is mounting on the federal government as more than 400 government workers gather outside Perth Children's Hospital for a stop work meeting demanding wage rises in line with inflation. It's the first of three organised by the United Workers Union and Health Services Union between now and August 3. They're upset with the state government's wages policy, which includes an annual pay increase of around 2.75%, but it's been labelled inadequate and disrespectful amid rising inflation. And to New South Wales, where the battle between the rail union and the state government is heating up. Our Sydney reporter, Sasha Barbagat, has the details. The RTBU reduced services again yesterday, Maddie, as it continues to negotiate with the government over the new fleet of intercity trains. The industrial action went ahead after the Fair Work Commission rejected the government's bid to stop the move. There will be another meeting today with a final ruling to be handed down, Acting Transport Minister Natalie Ward. Once again, just so inconvenient for people and very frustrating. We're doing everything we can to bring a stop to this industrial action. We'll be back in the Fair Work Commission for 40 hearing to fight our bid. Meantime, Transport for New South Wales workers have been banned from striking today after an Industrial Relations Commission ruling. Road workers and construction crews for the state government were planning to walk off the job for 24 hours from 6am. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. And Peter, the good news is that petrol prices should be on the way down, but the bad news is it's because of recession fears. That's right, Matthew. World economies aren't worried about a global recession because of the spate of rapid interest rate rises, especially in the US, and the negative effects of the, on Europe because of the Ukraine war. This has brought down the price of iron ore, coal and oil prices, which decreases petrol prices as demand is expected to fall for these resources in a global recession. And Peter, no such luck with energy prices, with businesses like Brickworks expecting a 100% increase in their power bills. Yeah, that could be too pessimistic, but the AFR says the big three energy retailers, Origin Energy, AGL and Energy Australia, have all flagged double-digit increases next financial year in power prices, including Energy Australia on Tuesday, which increased power tariffs in Queensland by 18.9%. The big concern is that business will pass on the cost increases to consumers as higher prices. That means inflation and higher interest rates. Mm, Certainly. And look, the Fortescue miner Andrew Twiggy Forrest is getting into makeup, increasing his stake in the BWX company that owns skincare brands Sukin and GoTo. That's right. Fortescue and Forrest are famous for mining iron ore, but in recent times, Twiggy has piled his money into green energy projects and other renewables businesses. But he's more diversified than that, raising his ownership of BWX to 19.9% in a business started by young female entrepreneur Zoe Foster-Clark. The company has been struggling, but this move by Forrest should see changes happen, and the share price rose 16% on the news yesterday. I think it's a good choice. I've used those skincare brands myself. (laughs) Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. Morning, Brett. A massive night of sport, especially for tennis fans who stayed up late to watch Nick Kyrgios at Wimbledon and he didn't let them down. Good morning, Matty. Yeah, let's start at Wimbledon where Nick Kyrgios claimed the biggest win of his career overnight. Game, set match, Kyrgios. Yeah, Kyrgios fighting back tears after overpowering Chile's Christian Garin in straight sets 
and admits he started to think this moment would never happen. Just never thought I'd be at a semi-final of a Grand Slam. Honestly, I thought my ship had sailed. Obviously, you know, I didn't go about things great earlier in my career and may have wasted that little window. Speaking to Channel 9 uh, last night, next up he faces Rafael Nadal for a place in the final. Rafa overcame Taylor Fritz in five sets. No such luck for fellow Aussie Isla Tomjanovic. She lost her quarterfinal, unfortunately. And speaking of career-best wins, Aussie cyclist Simon Clark did just that the Tour de France overnight, barely by a wheel length on a brutal stage five. It's Clark who wins. The photo has popped up. Simon Clark, sensational. Thanks to SBS there. Moving on to the NRL where the New South Wales Origin camp has been hit by COVID in the lead up to Origin 3. Uh, Nico Hines testing positive. He is out of the Shark Showdown with the Storm tonight. Chad Townsend has been brought into uh, the Blues squad as cover. Matt Burton set out to training yesterday. He's dealing with the calf niggle, but says he's A-OK for Origin 3. Yeah, it's all good, mate. Um, just put up a bit tight after the weekend, so Sim wouldn't take any risks today and um, be sweet to go tomorrow. And in the AFL, speculation surrounding Dustin Martin's future at Richmond has been rekindled this week. There's talk that he could seek a move to the Swans at season's end, but former AFL star Lee Montagna can't see Dusty leaving. I struggle to see Dusty in another team's colours. The environment they've got around him, that's yeah. where he's most comfortable. The personality, oh, I think there's a very slim chance that he'll, be, that he'll play for another and round 17 starts with a bang tonight. Joel Selwood is back for the Cats, who host a demon side beefed up by the returns of Max Gorn and Luke Jackson. And in some sad news, the oldest elephant in Australia has died at age 65. The Perth Zoo matriarch Trisha has passed away from age-related conditions. And even the WA Premier Mark McGowan has paid tribute to Trisha, saying she's now at peace and will forever be part of the heart of Perth Zoo. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. And you can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Madeline Palmer. Thanks for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.